Welcome to Podcast One of Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford, where we discuss all things college admissions. Our goal is to provide information to you, the listener, about the world of college admissions, the processes involved, and the current issues that are a part of the journey to post-secondary education. For Episode One, a little background on your host. I'm Chris Reeves, counselor at Beachwood High School in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. A member of the Kentucky Association for College Admission Counseling and a board director for the National Association of College Admission Counseling. I've been a college counselor in various public high schools for 22 years. On the personal front, I've got two kids in college and one who's a sophomore in high school. And I'm Joel Ford, school counselor at Connor High School in Hebron, Kentucky. A current past president for the Kentucky Association for College Admission Counseling, a member of the National Association for College Admission Counseling, and a former president of the Northern Kentucky Counseling Association. I've been a school counselor for 13 years, all at Connor High School, which is a suburban to rural school outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm also the parent of a current 12th grade daughter and a 10th grade daughter, both of whom attend Connor. Our general podcast structure will be some recent news, a general topic for discussion, and an interview. We hope, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, Joel, aside from riding the tram in the tunnels under the U.S. Capitol building, uh, where were you just a couple days ago and why were you so excited? So as a point of disclosure, I'm a former history and government teacher in a past life prior to entering the world of school counseling. Um, I'm a huge news junkie and a government nerd. Um, I'm the guy who pops popcorn for the State of the Union address. Um, And it doesn't matter who is the president. I'm popping popcorn. I'm putting my feet up, and I'm listening to to what's going on. Um, So my excitement from a couple of days ago stems from the fact that uh, Chris and I were both able to participate in NACAC's um, NACAC Hill Day, or their Advocacy Day, uh, where we were able to actually go and meet uh, with representatives, senators, and their staff uh, to talk about a variety of issues that are important to us uh, in terms of college admissions. And to clarify, uh, I said the National Association, blah, blah, blah. That's NACAC. So from here on out, we will not say the National Association. For every future episode, NACAC is, is the term. So I apologize. Uh, so anyway, we were able to um, make stop-in visits for two of our representatives uh, here in Kentucky. And we were also able to have uh, pretty good conversations with uh, staffers from both Senator McConnell's office and Senator Paul's office. Uh, talking about uh, different issues related to college admissions. We went last year, uh, same same meeting with with McConnell's office. Uh, you know, I, I left last year thinking that wasn't really productive. Uh, the guy took some notes, and I just felt like, yeah, they've got what they've got, and I'm not really, you know, not really uh, going to be going to be heard. But this year was just a whole lot different. Uh, it's I don't know, Joel. Would, um, what do you got? Well, it's it, it was almost like, you know, part of the thing is I think this – the idea of, of going and talking to a representative or their staff to me is – and I'm going to sound really nerdy with this, but I think it's quintessential America. I mean, this is what it's supposed to be about is our government listening to people and maybe they agree, maybe they don't agree, but our chance to be able to advocate for issues that are important to us. And what was cool this year, one, the fact that we were meeting with the same people we met last year, so you don't have right. that awkward who are you guys uh, moment that you did last year, but also the fact that they were really engaged in conversation, and one of the staffers even asked our opinion um, on an issue. When we got to the end of the conversation with, with uh, um, 
I don't want to use names. I'm not sure if he would like that. But for Mitch McConnell's uh, legislative correspondent, uh, he finally kind of warmed up to us and said, what do you all think about uh, Pell Grants for trade schools and the like? And that the way he asked the question, I was like, oh, wow, okay. He's, he's asking our opinion. And he actually took notes with our response. Right, which we'll get back to Mitch McConnell. So, so anyone who hasn't lobbied, and, and again, I'm, I'm only a year, a year experience, so I'm not some, some expert in this. But you, you, you don't, people like me don't talk to people like Mitch McConnell. You talk to their legislative councils or legislative correspondents, and, and, and they, they look like they're 12, but, but they're not. And they're really, really smart. Smarter than we are. But, you know, to be in that position, um, one of the staffers we talk to um, has a law degree. You know, and and has chosen to work in public service in the government. So, you know, he was also a college admissions rep, right? Right out of college. So she, in that case, she knew exactly who our organization was, and and could very eloquently speak about some of the things that we talked about. Right. Um, what so what I what I came away with were, were two big points that I really hadn't thought of until Mitch McConnell's staffer was talking to us, but. I know you, you may not realize this, but our government is divided what? right now. Yes, it's a, we have a divided government. I never knew. So, yeah, so, so not a lot's going to get accomplished. But there are a, a few points within higher education where they think they can get a win. So both sides of the aisle agree with lowering student debt. Right. What did we look up just before we started the pod? $1.5 trillion. Trillion. trillion dollars trillion in student loan in student debt. Loan debt. Um, that's that that that's something that both sides agree uh, is just out of hand and, and uh, needs to be improved. And then simplifying FAFSA. I mean, uh, people talk about FAFSA mm-hmm. being nearly impossible to figure out, and really, it's a whole lot better now than it used to be. But but to simplify FAFSA and lower the student loan debt. Uh, but I I just hadn't thought of the the concept that this is where they can get a win, so they're willing to listen to us and focus their time on. Well, that. And the sad part is the fact that you're using the phrase get a win. You know, it didn't used to it didn't used to always be that way. But right. you know, just the the idea that there are some some issues that both sides could agree to um and and are willing to discuss, I think that's huge. Uh because because I think so often we hear about divided government and Nothing is going to get done, and the wheels of government stop. You know, and to be able to say, okay, we'd like—I think everybody can agree—our loan debt is too high for student loans. Um, we need to try and provide access for kids to go to post-secondary. Um, it, that was cool for me too to see. I think the other thing that struck me, and this is just a personal thing, is you know we're meeting at eleven o'clock in the morning in D.C., and I'm thinking, I normally would be at my desk doing my job, you know, just right. just in suburban Hebron, Kentucky, being a school counselor, talking to kids, doing paperwork, whatever. And instead, I'm sitting, you know, right across the street from the Capitol building, and people are actually listening to what I have to say. Um, exactly. No, no, you're riding a tram from the Capitol. Well, that was cool, too. I hadn't done that since I was in school. On a school trip, so that was pretty cool too. But. No, and, and you know, the, to speak to that, and if you know my principal's listening, I can can tell him that, and he, and he believes this, but it's just kind of funny to say it that way, perhaps. But missing missing days of work like that, 
inform me to be a better counselor and make all the the other days I'm here that much more productive. So so to be out and to advocate, to learn in, in my profession, to be involved with <clears> KYACAC <throat> and NACAC, I think makes all the rest of my days more valuable and makes me a better counselor. Well, and I, I saw a picture on um, on NACAC's Twitter feed of um, some some people that were doing advocacy day and they're from Hawaii. And it just struck me like, how cool is that, that they were able to fly all the way from Hawaii, come to Washington and meet with their representatives. And they did. They had and a they cool, did. They had a cool pick. You know. Um, and, and for the record, for, for those listening, um, so the NACAC Hill Day were people from every state on Monday, not just not just a, a small group of five from Kentucky heading to D.C., but it was... I think uh, there were over 150 total. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, to me, again, like I said, I, I'm into government and politics and news and all that kind of stuff, but just being an average American citizen, being able to talk about something that's important to me, which is college admissions and access for students, to me, that's just, that's uh, what it's about. I, I'm not, I, I don't... I don't follow politics. I haven't. Right. I haven't liked it. I've never been in, in your shoes as far as someone is interested in it until I got to go to an appointment in a senator's office and realized that, you know, there aren't many places in the world probably where where our 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 legislators are public servants and they do they do have to listen to us. They don't always, but then, you know, we vote them out if we have to. Sure. And, but but it's it's a unique place and I appreciate that and and, it's, and like you said According to, to fight for um, college access, to, to talk about policies that would impact students across the country is, is pretty overwhelming in some ways. Well, and if you remember, one of the staffers, even when we were talking about the, the renewal of the Higher Education Act, you know, even mentioned us getting in contact with us later in the year as as that legislation starts moving and, and towards Senator Alexander's goal of by Christmas – you know, contacting us to see how things are going and, and maybe get our input on some things. Um, again, how just, cool is that? That just goes back to I'm just an average citizen, you know. I'm just but, a public school counselor in Kentucky. Right, and then exactly. people are going to ask us what we I, think about the higher education reauthorization right, in America. So, you know, yeah. Um, but, again, that, I, to me, that's what it's about. It's about listening to your constituents and making change. Cool. All right, I think we've covered that pretty well. Uh, we'll take a take a quick pause here and, and hit our hit our topic. It does does lead into uh, just just the thought of uh, what what is college, and we'd like to tackle that in, in a second here. Welcome back to Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford. We're going to tackle a, a, a topic that came to me uh, when I thought was a goof. I was doing this little raffle thing and uh, wanting to promote my Twitter account, so I bribed the students into asking a question on Twitter. And, and if they ask a question, they got a, a drawing for a $25 Chick-fil-A gift card. So nice. Yeah, so they um, they did it. And... One of the kids, I didn't even answer him right away because I'm like, dude, you're, you're just messing with me, you know, trying to get in the raffle. But he just put, what is college? And I got to thinking about it after a few days, and, and I answered everyone else's questions and did not answer Except his. his. Yeah, except his. And, and I finally got to thinking, that's a, 
Really great question. And I don't care where the intent came from. I really want to dive into that. And as we're thinking about uh, having episode one of this podcast, I think it sets a nice umbrella for the rest of our episodes and the rest of our talk just to just to go into what is college. And, and, and I'll answer the question in short before we get into the pros and cons of each type. But college is any education beyond high school in any way. That's 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 how I see it. Um, and, and the traditional college, and we'll start with that. When everyone says college, especially in, especially at Beachwood, I feel like where where ninety percent of our students go directly to a four year institution, that's what people mean when they say college. And and we'll get into that first. And there, but there are a whole lot more options that that I think count. And in fact, there are a whole lot more options that don't add as much to the $1.5 trillion debt in America that, that, that we have right now. But, but four-year colleges, you know, that's, that's I don't know, 3,000 3, or so, probably 3,500-plus four-year colleges across the country. Or in our area, we've got University of Kentucky, University of Cincinnati, private schools like Xavier University, Thomas More University, uh, College of Mount St. Joe's. There's, there's, there's plenty of examples in wherever you're listening, wherever you live. There are all kinds of examples. Uh, it's, it's, it's the colleges you see on Saturdays. I'm a big college football fan. Uh, well, I may get some listeners to stop listening at this point, but I'm a big Ohio State fan since that's my undergrad. But uh, I like college basketball. I like March Madness. And, and those are the names of the schools you think of when people say college. Uh, so are you going to college? Yeah, I'm going to UK or I'm going to Louisville or whatever it is. But And, and, and here, are some, here are some pros to that. I feel like... And, and Joel, chime in anytime, mm-hmm. jump in. But if you can think of a major, you can find it. If you if you can if you can think of something you want to do, there are so many options. One school might have 150, 200, 200 college majors just at that school, let alone uh, looking around. I, I see all kinds of requests on the message boards I'm on. Do you know of a school that offers, you know, like environmental mole? gardening stuff and uh there'll be five schools that somehow have that have that major well and even if they don't you you'll see colleges that have that create your own major options so they can take curriculum from different different areas and and create this you know once in a maybe one student is thinking this way but they can come up with a path for that student right yeah yeah i mean it's it's unlimited and, and when you think of the four-year traditional college, I think a lot of people talk about this is where you learn to grow up. This is where this is this is this is the the path where the the, the little birdie leaves the nest and and learns how to how to cook, learns how to do laundry, uh, learns how to turn off lights. I, uh, as a dad, I don't understand Get up how when the alarm goes off. Yeah, know, yeah, learn how, to, learn how to do learn how to do all those right. things. And and within that, athletics, sororities, fraternities, intramurals, dorm life. I mean, college was fun. I know it's hard for people to believe now, but I really was not very cool in high school. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, so I didn't I didn't enjoy high school that much. I moved halfway through. It was fine. It was a great experience in a lot of ways. But college was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was. And and yeah, if I. Anybody who wants to go to a four-year school and have that experience, it's 
It is it it, it is awesome. Um, it's a great lifestyle. Your schedule is, is as good as it's probably ever going to get. But it, we'll get into the money part later because at what cost? Right. Uh, I, I've looked at. Oh, I don't want to get into that right now. But I've looked. Uh, I've looked at minimum wage growth versus college cost growth, and it's just kind of ridiculous how it looks. Uh, it when I was. I may have been maybe the last last group, last generation, if you will, where you could really work your way through college, mm-hmm. and and you can't work your way through college anymore. Right. It doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work that way. Um, Four year college is where you find your pre professional programs. I want to be a dentist. I want to be a physical therapist. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. All the pre professional programs are, are housed in in the four year colleges, and and frankly, some careers just have to have it. If you right. want to, if you want to be a teacher. You have to get a four-year degree. You right. have to go to a four-year college. And there, there are all kinds of examples of degrees and, and careers that, that require a, a four-year college. Uh, but, but or then, beyond. Or beyond, right, right, that, that simply require it. And, and, and the final note I had with four-year colleges is simply uh, the first-time freshman scholarships are set up for that path. So right. that traditional path, it's sitting right there. If you transfer from a four-year to a four-year, unfortunately, uh, the scholarship opportunities are just basically they've disappeared, mm-hmm. basically disappeared. So that, 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 that traditional standard pathway is set up with scholarships as well. And, you know, God forbid you change because – and I'm, I'm a parent of two transfer students. No. So, uh, so it's, it, it is different when you, when you switch from – from school to school. So four-year college, uh, talking about some cons, and this is maybe maybe you can jump in a little bit, Joel, on this, but but we know we know cost. I mean, the average price, I don't want to pick on one school. I mean, United, University of Kentucky is, is a state school, and it's probably pretty similar to other state schools, but it's going to cost $25,000 a year. Right. Uh, I may have said that quickly, $25,000 a year to, to go and live. And that's a hundred k if you graduate in four years. Oh, Mr. Ford, would you like to hear the six year graduation rate of all four year colleges in the United States? I'd love to. Six year, not four years. Six year grades, right? Okay, which is a typical measurement. It's for a lot of colleges. For those of you who don't know, that's how colleges are actually measured. That's not how most parents measure it, but not that's me. how most colleges. Not me. Right. Not me. Fifty four point eight percent. This data comes from the National Student Clearinghouse, which is a very reputable uh, data collection organization. 54.8. And, and guess what the eight-year graduation rate is? I don't know. 60.4%. So, so we have 40% of students who start, and in, in eight years' time, they have not obtained they haven't a obtained, bachelor's they haven't, degree. They haven't, yeah. Basically. They haven't obtained a degree. So debt. <clears throat> Uh, average student loan debt around twenty nine thousand dollars a year. Uh, for a four year college, you start doing the math on uh, return on investment. So we'll talk about REI a little bit. Or sorry, that's a store that I really love. Uh, ROI. Yes, ROI, return on investment. And th- there's there's I've got a situation coming up when we talk about two years that that makes a lot of sense to me as far as return on investment, but. There's all kinds of data to support this, and there's probably different different data. But in general, think of the concept, at what point does your college education expense 
break even as compared to someone who started a job out of high school. Right. No, we're not suggesting this, everyone, but but when does when does that break even point? And it's around the mid thirties. When you talk about borrowing money, paying off that debt, the difference in income after having a college degree, which is higher than not having a college degree, we're talking about mid thirties, uh, maybe anywhere from thirty four to thirty six years old. So you really have ten to fifteen years after you obtain the degree before you really see gains, the payoff. Yeah, yeah. Before before right. before you see the gains. Um, Sometimes, sometimes a con of four-year schools would be even location. There are two-year schools spread out all over the place, and someone in a rural area might be 100, 150 miles away from, from a four-year college, four-year university, and that would require them to live on campus. In our area, they're, they're lucky enough where you can keep costs down by living at home. Right. Which kind of goes back from that learning-to-grow-up experience. May not necessarily happen right away. Right. Um, my thought on that is that kids will learn to grow up. Whether well, may, maybe not when they're eighteen, but maybe a at little some bit. point. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. At some point, they have to. Let's see. So, well, and I know you know because I'm going through it right now with a senior of my own. I mean, really, really looking at at the cost, almost like I'm. I'm, it's, it almost feels somewhat like I'm at the grocery store, like except now instead of pricing food items, I'm pricing colleges, you know, and and how much how much is too much, um, you know, for our family? Um, how much um, are we covering? How much is my child? Co- just all of those conversations, and in the back of my mind is the the debt question, you know, floating around back there because you don't want to accumulate more debt than you need to the more the more i think about working with seniors and the more i think about working with even well younger younger students too is trying to teach them to be consumers right and maybe that's what this conversation is all about is 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 being a consumer and understanding that there that there is value in in going to a four-year college even going to a four-year college and living on campus Mm -hmm. and, and having that traditional experience but it all boils down to to value uh what 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 strains that puts on the family, right? Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be envious of any family who put themselves, put their retirement in jeopardy right. to put kids through school. And, and let's face it, parents love their kids; they'll sacrifice mm-hmm. anything to That's make true. their kids happy. I feel the same way. I feel like just borrow what I need to and ask questions later. But, but the truth is, you don't want your kids to have to take care of you someday either. Right. So, so you put yourself in the poor house. Mm-hmm. Let's look at some two year. Let's look at two year schools. Um, this this is the category where there's just some reputation problem. You know, we are the local one around here is a good one to use. Uh, Gateway Community and Technical College. People say things like, "Well, I'll just go to Gateway," or "That's where you go when you can't get into a real college." I've heard yeah, that. Oh one. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've heard all of that, and it's 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 not the fallback. Not at all. It's not, not, not the fallback. Uh, there are there are better class sizes almost every time. You'll have smaller class sizes. Right. English one hundred and one is still English one hundred and one, and I don't I don't care what I don't care what somebody says at, at another school or some quote unquote elite elite place. Uh, one English one hundred and one is English one hundred and one, and if you work hard and you and you take the class, then it's it's the same thing. 
in the cost, my goodness, the cost is about a third to half. A third to half of what it costs for a four-year school. For a four-year public? Yeah, four-year public. Right. Yeah, 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 for a four-year public. Um, yeah, two year, a two-year public is about a third to half, half the cost. Uh, and then that, that goes back to the location comment I had made earlier. Uh, there are spread out. How many? Do you know how many CT, KCTCSs are in Kentucky? So, so there are 16 colleges that are part of the Kentucky Community and Technical College System. Um, and I think there's somewhere around 70 campuses. Um, so, for instance, Gateway, up where we live, has three campuses. Right. Um, so, yeah. And art, oh, man, other people smarter than us would know this. But every student is within maybe 50 miles of a school. I, I thought I read somewhere that they were within a 45-minute drive okay. of a campus. And it could be closer if right. we, we had our numbers right in our, <laughs> in our data right. Uh, Two-year schools offer some really cool specialized direct degrees. And this is what I want to do some math on, on PT versus PTA. Uh, my wife is a PTA. It's a physical therapy assistant. And most people come to my office and they say, well, I want to – not most people say this, but when people talk about physical therapy, they, they come to my office and say, I want to be a physical therapist. I want to be a physical therapist. So we'll do a little math. Um, let's see. Undergrad, let's say it's a hundred grand for your undergrad. Physical therapy school averages around eighty-six thousand dollars. So you're talking about a seven-year commitment at one hundred and eighty-six thousand dollars ish. And then you have PTA, which was a was a two-year community college price degree. And, and she went to UC Claremont, which in our area, we're on the border of Kentucky and Ohio, that was still in-state tuition. So that's University of Cincinnati, Claremont. Oh, yeah. When people say the UCs, UCs. in the country, they think right. of California. Yeah. University of Cincinnati, <clears throat> Claremont. Thank you. And the total cost of tuition, the total cost of tuition, oh, I messed up those PT numbers. I'll tell you in a second. Now I understand what I wrote. Uh, it's, it's actually higher. The the cost of her tuition was about twelve thousand, instead of for the entire program. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. For the two years, for instead the of the hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. So instead of a hundred thousand undergrad, and it's seventy five to one hundred. I wrote down the average salaries as well. Okay. So so undergrad costs or PT cost is about one seventy five to two hundred thousand. Okay. Which my number before was in that range. PTA cost is about $12,000. Okay. Difference in salary. Uh, average PT uh, in, in our state makes $86,520. An average PTA makes $58,720. So, of course, you know, $28,000 a year is, is a big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, but remember, and I didn't write all this math down, so those of you at home just – in cars, whatever. Just think through Think through this. Remember that it was a two-year commitment to become a PTA versus a seven-year commitment to become a PT. So you have five years of work where at you're about, making income. where you're making about $60,000 a year. So that's a $300,000 difference right there. Then the student loan repayments and this and that. I, I am willing to bet that the ROI on PTA is, is better Maybe when you hit like fifty-five or sixty or something, right? But but to invest two years of two years of your life and then hit the workforce, 
Uh, and who knows what you can do? They, uh, she had people in her PTA program who uh, worked for a couple years and now are have decided to go back to get their physical therapy degree. But uh, so at least in that case, they were curriculum wise, they're probably well on the way. You know, it's not like starting yeah, with, yeah, they're not starting from scratch. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, but it's <clears throat> just one example of a specialized direct degree. The allied health fields are 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 rampant in the two year schools, and they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. But what what happens in my office, and it did, this is not just a Beechwood thing. This happened at Lloyd, too, when I was at my last school. But when you mention, tell me if this happens to you, if you even mention two-year school to a parent, they want to jump across the desk and choke you for acting like their student's not good at, like, right. you, know, you think their student's not good enough right. or not smart enough. But it's amazing when the conversation shifts to money or to the opportunities, then then their tone changes Right. Significantly, right. I had one of the favorite things I hear. I had a kid do it last week. They come down to the office and say, "Mr. Reeves, I've decided I'm going to Bluegrass, which is the which is uh, a, a, the KCTCS school for Lexington." Right. Right. And I, what I tell people if they're getting kind of talked down to because of their choice of college, I tell them, you know what, smart people do. Smart people go to a two-year school and save a bunch, save of, money. A bunch of money. Right. That's what smart people do. So I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of, of the two-year school. Um, you know, the, the status of a two-year degree is improving. The attitude is changing over time. And, and two-year systems are getting better agreements. You know, locally, Cincinnati State and University of Cincinnati have direct partnerships uh, Gateway and Northern Kentucky University have direct majors, direct partnerships, exact majors where they where where, the, where the, all the credits count. Still, some work to do on the con side. Still, some work to do on two year schools as far as credits counting at other colleges. But that's because the colleges maybe aren't respecting what's coming out of the two year right. coming out of two year schools. We're gonna we'll, in a future pod we'll hit we'll hit two year schools again because. We'll ask Janet Marling from the National Transfer Institute to interview with us. She's an expert, and she'll be she'll be amazing. And she's oh, on, be cool. she's on the board at NACAC. She's already sure. said she's already said she'd work with us on that. Um, I guess that means we'll at least have an episode two. We'll see. We'll see what our <laughs> producer. We'll see what our producers think. Nice uh, choices on what to study. I guess could be a little limited, and like like I mentioned, transfer p- plans uh, could be a little smoother. And those are some of the cons of, of two year colleges. But money is not one of them. Right. Money is not one of them. And yes, when you ask what is college, two-year colleges count Right. in that. Well, and uh, to go along with that, I think there are even more post-secondary options that most um, students and parents don't necessarily realize, hey, that is, quote, unquote, college. It is post-secondary. Um, it is something beyond high school. So looking at different um, apprenticeship programs, Um, We're lucky in our area that um, an example of that is the Northern Kentucky Home Builders, which I think now they've got a different name. So if you're listening, I apologize. It's like the BIA, I think, is the acronym now. But, um, you know, they have apprenticeship programs for electricians and carpenters, um, masonry, plumbing, um, different, different jobs that are really in high demand that students can get that hands-on training and then be put out into the workforce. And they're making significant amounts of money um, doing that. And they have, um, you know, they, they may be programs where there are industry certifications. 
So now they can they can put that on a resume on a job application, and now they've got that um, ability to get hired in different settings. Tell me that. Tell me that story you told me last week. So I've got a senior right now who um, our district has a partnership with Northern Kentucky Home Builders, or or the new name, um, and so we send kids uh, to their program for half a day, and they learn uh, building maintenance, electricity, carpentry, plumbing. He did so well that um, a couple of weeks ago, a, a local electrical company um, contacted um, the director of the program and basically said, we would like this student to co-op with us. Um, so now this student has shifted to a co-op program, a paid co-op program, where he's actually working with the company, um, getting on the job training for to become an electrician, you know. Um, he's not the super nice kid. He's not, he's not a student that probably would ever have considered a four-year option. Um, he's a student that money might have been an issue for him. Right. Um, but now he's getting this experience. He's getting the paid co-op. He's actually going to be able to continue training with them after high school. And probably in a few years, he's going to be making more money than... Um, me or you. Me or, yeah, than either one of us. Yeah. And you how know. much debt is he in? Um, right now, zero. How much debt will he be in? Probably zero. Uh, because, again, I'm sure the company that he's hooked up with um, is going to provide any financial assistance that he's he's going to need for any extra training. So um, we also are lucky in Kentucky that um, we kind of along with that, we have area technology centers. Um so I think there are somewhere like 56 of those in Kentucky. Um, I'm lucky because um, we have an ATC across the street on our campus. Um, so actually where um, kids like from Chris's school, they are bused in um, to the ATC on our campus. We actually, our kids just walk across the street. Yeah. Um, but there are programs uh, from welding, metal fabrication, machine tooling, um, health sciences. They've got, a, they've got a health science class over there now that um, they've all earned their CNA um, certification. So now, again, they can go out, start getting that on-the-job experience, um, and start building that resume. So when I think, what is college, that counts. Yep. I don't care. That, yep. that, 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 that counts to me. The, the baby boomer generation is starting to retire. They're the the people who are in manufacturing. A lot of people, a lot of people in a lot of these trades, are are leaving the industry and and they can't they can't fill spots. Right. So not only do you have low debt, but you have job availability. And again, that's that's a better decision than four year in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, and again, and es- not to judge, but and especially for a student who who may be more hands on, they want. They want to be moving and doing, um, you know, maybe sitting in a classroom in a four-year college isn't the right fit. We talk a lot of, a lot of times we use the term the right fit for yeah. students. Um, so these programs certainly can be an option. Um, looking at the military, um, you know, I talk to kids in, in, in my office all the time, everything from National Guard and Reserves all the way up through a service academy um, where they use those programs uh, maybe to help pay for um, two or four year attendance. It all counts. You know, it all counts. It all counts. Um, you know, trade schools. It's kind of you know we were looking at a, at a list. It's kind of funny. Um, beauty schools and barber schools. 
Um, <laughs> we're both bald, if you could so. see us, we're both bald, so we don't really know anything about beauty or barber schools. D- but, neither. Um, neither. You know, but, but anything, going back to that idea again, that anything that you can do to get education and training to make you more hireable, you know, more, um, have more options for, for career placement. Um, what you can't do, what you can't do is just nothing. You've got to do something. Right. But you don't have to do what everyone else says you should do. Right. It's as simple as that. Uh, every every aspect of this decision, but just do something. Right. Sounds good. Well, let's take a break, and we'll be back with our last segment. All right. Let's do it. Welcome back to our inaugural podcast of Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford. Um, Our last segment, we're going to actually talk a little bit um, about the college admissions process with somebody who's living it. So why don't you introduce our next guest? Catherine Schwartz, senior at Beechwood High School. And, uh, you know, I know the story, so I was kind of thinking that, that Joel, if you had questions and wanted to walk her through what uh, what the process was like for her from the from the beginning and where she's ended up now sure so maybe start with just the idea of okay so i'm maybe i'm thinking about college where did you where did you start well in my mind since freshman year i didn't really want to go to college because i was not a fan of high school um but everyone's told me that like college is way different like my sister who went to osu Um, so my parents kind of pushed me to go to a tour or two. So we went to UC and I didn't like fall in love with it there. Mm -hmm. So we went to Spalding because we heard about the art program KiCad, Mm -hmm. which is now like disconnected from the school or something. But, uh, I toured it there and it was a one-on-one tour, which was really nice. Um, and I really liked the atmosphere and everything and how small the school was and everything. So did you did did they offer you a one-on-one tour or is that something that you asked? No, like we just showed up and there's two people waiting for us and they're like, "All right, everyone's here." Oh wow. Yeah. So how do you think that impacted how you felt about Spalding? Well, on the drive down there, I was not feeling it and not wanting to do the tour, not not in a good mood, but when I got there and they were being really like personal with the way of like asking me what I was interested in and everything for the tour. Um, it made me feel like really comfortable with just talking to two people and not having like random other seniors like listening or sure. whatever. Yeah. So uh, how were you able to utilize your school counselor in this process? Well, he really helped me um kind of he guided me towards like actually going to college basically because uh I don't know I was like I said like I was not into the idea at all but the more I thought about it the more I realized like it was a good idea to partly get it over with and just to like go to college in general okay um Chris how do you felt how do you feel the process went I didn't I didn't I didn't know or I had forgotten how how good the visit was. Mm-hmm. 
and and that's interesting that we talk about that all the time on our end, on our end as far as college admission stuff and and what matters and why why students choose people in our jobs always want to know like why why you, chose why, the school you did. why you looked at the school in the first place and why you chose the school. Um, just as a finer point, did you get any mailings? How did you even hear about Spalding? Um, my one of my parents might have told me about it, but. Someone from Spalding came to our school, and I signed up for that college visit. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I, like, I, uh, I don't know. I liked the way she described it and everything, and that was after I had had the tour. Um, so I already knew, like, the great schedule that they had, which was, like, two classes for six weeks. <clears throat> and um, also the ratio of students to teachers is like 10 to 1, so it's super small classes, which I'm really into. So I guess that's what really drew me towards Spalding. Were there were there any other priorities on your list that this school has to have this, this, or this? Um, I, well, the schedule was the big thing right. because I was stressing out thinking about, like, all the classes that I have to take and all that stuff, but um, figuring out that Spalding had a way different schedule than a school like UC, sure. um, that, like, really took a weight off my chest. Okay. You know what I think happened, now that I sit and think about this with you? I think I think Spalding just basically obliterated all the things that scared you about college. Yeah, that's right. Like, I go to I go to Crossroads Church, and I'm not, like, this big church guy, and it's a, and, and Joel goes there, too. Um, and that's that's how they approach church is like obliterating all the things everyone hates about church. And that's exactly what happened to you when you when you went to Spalding. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really happy you you had the guts to take that first visit. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad your parents maybe forced that a little bit. But that's exactly what happened. It's too big of classes, too big a school, um, too many classes. Mm-hmm. All of those things just got – they just – you know, even if you were looking for things not to like about a school, they, they, they took all those things. They took all those things away. Yeah. So how many schools do you think you started with just on your radar? <laughs> zero. Well, <laughs> after, after the initial zero. Okay. Well, I looked at Berea, um, <clears throat> and I was really interested in that because it was free, obviously. But um, they basically said, like, oh, we probably wouldn't accept you because of your parents' income and everything. So right. I was like, okay, that's understandable. But Spalding was literally the only school I applied to. Okay, that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah, because, um, like, I kind of figured I'd get in because, like, of my ACT score and everything. But um, I was like, well, if I don't get in Spalding, I'll just try next year or something. Right. But it's a, This is a just the reason I, I, I knew most of the story, and that's why I wanted to bring her on for our first one. Plus, she's our co-producer, so <laughs> yeah. it's very exciting. But um, but it's such a different story than, than a lot of other people, but it's a really great example of where fit comes in. Right. And we brought that word up in the beginning of the podcast, but Spalding's not a large school. Not They don't get a million applications. Uh, but for for some people, it's exactly, exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to love it. Yeah. Are you more excited now, even just talking about it? 
Yeah, um, it was weird because I didn't get an acceptance letter first. I got a phone call from someone. Um, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it felt really personal. They were like, congratulations. <laughs> Again, every single thing, they just blew it out of the water. Yeah. Every single thing that you didn't like about college, the, the formality maybe and the impersonal nature. So just mm-hmm. Dispelled all those, all those yeah. reservations. And you didn't have a one-on-one college visit. You had a one-on-two college visit, yeah, exactly. which is like even better <laughs> than a one-on-one college visit. And so, so you're, you're going in the fall. What are you planning on majoring in? I'm going to get my BFA, my Bachelor's in Fine Arts. But um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to take a gap year or not. And right. I asked if that was, like, an option when they called me. And they said they would hold my scholarship and everything, but I'd have to uh, decide by May 1st. So um, right now I'm thinking that I'm definitely going to go in the fall and not take a gap year. Okay. Yay. Yay. And <laughs> we, we talked about that on, on a personal level, right? Yeah. yeah. And is there anything else that you're really looking forward to once you're, once you're down there? Um, probably, like, the city life and right. just, like, meeting new people. And since I'm the only Beachwood person going there, it's going to be, like, a whole new world. It's going to feel good. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. what it's about. Man, our podcast was really shaky at first, but then we brought Catherine on, and it got way, <laughs> got way, way man. better. So thank you, thank you so much, and you know we'll work on we'll work on podcast two soon. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're planning for the next podcast? I got a magazine last week from U.S. News and World Report uh, rankings of colleges, and I started looking at how how they're ranked and how the scoring goes. And I could just feel my blood pressure rise, and it's going to be a good episode. We're gonna, we don't, we're not told. We don't if we don't look deep enough. We don't even know how those rankings are scored. But somehow, some types of schools always end up at the top, and we want to dive into that. In general, I absolutely hate rankings, and look forward to uh, to diving into these. But, but the, a preview is, you'll find that schools. Say they don't like rankings, but it's in all their publications. They really do, but they but they really do. So we'll we'll see you we'll see you then. Saying Catherine's name correctly. <laughs> Let's practice. Catherine. <laughs> Catherine. 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 Two syllables or three? Two. Catherine. 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 Catherine.